0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاستقم كما أمرت ومن تاب معك ولا تطغو وقال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام فيما أخرجه أحمد عن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله عنه and the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Aqal, likulli amal shirrah wa likulli shirratin fatrah Faman kanat fatratuhu ila sunnatihi faqad aflah woman kanat ila ghayri thalik faqad halak Aw kama qala alayhi sallatu as-salam Dear, respected elders, brothers, mothers, sisters and students, salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Allah azza wa jal Our creator most merciful most kind most loving most nourishing nurturing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has made this entire life of ours in all its facets as one very big test for our endurance and a test of our desire to please him a test of our willingness To withstand difficulties in order to reach our end goal, which is the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and a human being is much different than the makeup of a human being is much different than that of an angel, and the rewards are different as well. Allah Azza Wa Jal says regarding the angels that they do not; they never become tired in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا يفتورون. They do not become tired. They don't become lazy. They don't uh, become bored in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا الله ما أمرهم. They never disobey any order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not even a moment are they doing something which goes against the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. they do as they are told. And the human being is much different. Allah says, Najdain, we have guided them to both paths. Allah says, Whosoever wishes to believe, he may become a believer, and whosoever wishes to become a disbeliever, he may do so. We have prepared something for him. The choice is up to you. جيسيك, you know, right? You, you will reap what you sow You will reap what you, what you sow Allah Azza says Allah says Whoever is focused on this worldly life And the amassment of material things And immediate gratification of the nafs And the ego And simply wants his way or her way Allah says, We will give you cash. We will give you cash what you want. You want cash, we'll give it to you. Whatever you're asking for. No matter what sin it is, we'll get, we allow you to do it. But at the end, you've got nothing in the hereafter but save the place of Allah's wrath, which we call hellfire, Jahannam. A person will enter it disgraced. However, on the other hand, wa ha sa'yaha. Whoever intends and desires hereafter and then not simply wishes for the hereafter in a beautiful abode in paradise wasa'ala and works for it. Wasa'ala and works for it. وَهُوَ While they are a believer, مشكورة, Those are the people whose efforts are going to be much appreciated by yours truly, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to truly give you more than you can imagine. Because you don't just say you want Jannah, you act as though the one who wants Jannah. You tried your level best. We can never, of course, do anything to deserve paradise due to our weakness and meekness and the greatness of Allah. But at least we can attempt and try to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way. A, a child, when we're trying to teach them how to walk or trying to teach them some basic skills, you know very well that the child is the little infant will not be able to walk from there to here, but you still say, Stand up, come on, let's see what you do. And you wait for them, and you know very 100% sure that this person will never, this child will not be able to walk to 100 feet or 50 feet, but you still want them to try. And then when they fall, you're there to uplift them, you're there to give them your hand, you're there to motivate them, you're there to uh, hug them. Allah Azza wa Jal's system with us is the same. He knows we're gonna fall. He knows we are bound to disobey Him at times, right? Because of our nafs and ego and because of our surroundings. Because we are not angels. My brothers and sisters, Allah Azza wa Jal knew very well what type of human beings we're gonna turn out to. It's not that He's shocked. We don't believe in the badah. We don't believe in the that Allah didn't know what's happening. And he said, let's try this thing out And created us and said, oh my Lord What's going on here? These people really don't want to listen to me As fathers, as mothers, as teachers That happens to all of us all the time We don't know what's going to happen We try as a manager As a, as a boss of a certain uh, you know, project You don't know how it's going to turn out With Allah Azza wa Jal He says Allah Azza wa Jal created you And created for you Everything that you will do. Allah Azza wa he says, Ahsahullahu anaso. I have recorded every deed of yours while you have forgotten. I have recorded it all. It's all set. Allah Azza wa knows what's gonna happen. And he, the Prophet, والسلام, that is why in his very oft-quoted hadith mentioned that every single son of Adam is what? A sinner. And the best of sinners are those who repent. My respected listeners. As we are now at the end of our second week, after we had bid farewell to the blessed, beautiful month of Ramadan, most of us are going through some type of readjustment phase. We're trying to figure out where we stand. We definitely are nowhere near where we were two and a half weeks ago, in the last ten days of Ramadan. And we are trying to hold on to our steering wheel before losing control of it. Trying to make the most of it trying to stay on the road not being pushed off onto the side lane or Allah forbid into the ditch after we've gotten off the highway so what teachings can we reflect on teachings of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ayats of the Quran one number one aspect which I'll shared with you is the fact that I shared with you is that we're not angels angels are the ones who remain consistent and do not get affected by their surroundings we are human beings If the weather changes, rain outside, I won't be able to go out like this. You won't be able to go out like this. You'll have to have a rain jacket, an umbrella, or you'll be running to get to your car. If it gets cold, knowing Chicago, right? All of a sudden, Maghrib time, Isha time, we have to have a light jacket. If it gets hot, we have to take off whatever else we're wearing, any light jacket. We are so weak, خُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا The human being has been created very weak. We get affected very quickly by our surroundings, if, if we are sitting in a gathering of the dhikr of Allah, we get motivated, we start tearing up, we start crying, our heart takes effect. And if we sit in a gathering of heedlessness and ghafla, we also forget that it's time for Maghrib, time for Isha at times. We very quickly are susceptible to the change. So this is part of our fitrah, this is part of our nature, this is who we are. We don't need to feel guilty about that. We don't need to feel disgusted with ourselves for finding in ourselves fluctuations from 2 weeks fluctuations from where we were a few weeks back but we need to take advice from rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and may allah azza wa elevate the status of the prophet sallallahu may allah reward him on behalf of the entire ummah he has given us regulations and advice for every moment of our life You're down, you find something You're high, you find something You're happy, you find something You're sad, you find some teaching of the Prophet Here he says to Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Asr He tells him the hadith which I uh, mentioned to you He said every amal Every action of a human being Has an excitement phase Has what we call in Urdu josh There's a josh, there's always an excitement When a person does a certain action and then وَلِكُلِّ شَرَّ fatra. Then with every excitement comes down a cooling stage. So there's excitement in the first few weeks of marriage. It's been some long time, but we remember. There's excitement. What happens? People try to spark the light. They say anniversary, this thing, that thing. They're trying to bring about that excitement again. But there's an excitement that you can't get afterwards. And instead, usually Fatra, There is actually a futur. Futur means calmness, coolness that comes down. We can't, you can't every single day. For the rest of your life, spend two hours eating out and spending $100 on a candlelight dinner. Doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. When a person, that's marriage. Then you have excitement for ibadah. A person is here 45 minutes before Salat al-Isha, 45, half hour before Salat al-Fajr, sitting a half hour after Fajr, reading, mashallah, four, six, eight, ten 6, 8, 10 juz. That's great in the month of Ramadan. But to expect for that to continue for the rest of the year is, is something we really most of us can't do. It's natural that the futur will come, calmness will come, coolness will come. A little bit, you know, tapering, a tapering off, as they say. That level will come, where you kind of like when you when you cook food and the uh, ubalata it starts it starts boiling, whether it's chai tea or whatnot. But towards the end, when you want to uh, when you allow it, you let it simmer. You can't have it boiling your meat or your stew for an hour. Right? You're not gonna have much left. It needs to just sim- slowly simmer down, you put it on the low heat. So Nabi salam says, every excitement phase must have a cooling phase, subhanallah. Doesn't that give us some hope that if I am right now under a cooling phase, this is completely expected. You're, you install a new AC, you purchase a new car, something is happening, you call the manufacturer, man this is happening. You're so worried, brand new car, brand new AC unit. And then the manufacturer tells you, no, 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 you didn't read the manual properly. This is part of, you know, the way it's manufactured. This is what's supposed to happen. Imagine you're driving a brand new hybrid. You don't, you've never driven a hybrid, right? And you park it in the parking lot. You say, there's a few minutes left for Juma," And all of a sudden, before you shut it off, you, the car stops working. Oh, oh, thank God my car got stuck in the masjid parking lot, you know? I can get some towing service afterwards. And you start getting worried, what happened? Brother, nothing happened. You just that's how a hybrid works. So you call the company, you're told, so a lot of brothers, sometimes they, they may, for example, you know, you, you, they get surprised with some you know something that they're unaware of. Nabi Ali Satu Sallam saying is standard. With every excitement comes a cooling phase. Okay. Now, if a person says, subhanAllah, this is beautiful hadith. I love this Jummah khutbah this is awesome. I am now you know mashallah Not even getting up for fajr Making qada fajr salah not, show, not praying ma'isha Doing all sorts of haram I just heard the khatib say That this is normal <laughs> No Nabi alayhi salatu salam He continues the hadith Okay He says coolness will come Okay but, but then you have to see what happens He says When you are, in, when you are going through that phase of uh, ta, You know uh, Going down from where you were before Nabi alayhi salatu salam said See what is happening Faman Kanat Whoever finds himself in that cooling stage, إِلَىٰ sunnati, He's going to follow my sunnah. He's still doing the basics. He's still not falling into haram. فَقَدْ Then he's on the right path. فَقَدْ aflaha He is successful. Whoever is on the straight path, even after the passing of Ramadan and the coming of Eid and the coming of the month of Shawwal, most definitely they're not at the level of excitement and ibadah that they were before. But they still are following the basics, following my teachings. Whoever after a year of marriage is still not spending, is not able to continue to spend they were before, or spend that many hours, but still they have a beautiful relationship of understanding, of compassion, of being there, maybe not every day of the, uh, of the week or every minute of the day, but most, most definitely a few hours a day, or a few hours a week, or most definitely when the spouse is needed. There's no abuse, verbal abuse or any other type of abuse. There's understanding, then you say that's a successful marriage. You cannot expect it to be the honeymoon phase for the rest of life. That's just completely impractical. That's not the purpose. What's the what's benefit of a honeymoon phase? Is that, is that useless? It's not useless. It's very beneficial. Because now you're taking two pieces, two people or two uh, individuals and bringing them together and putting what you call some type of crazy glue that crazy glue when you apply on two surfaces they need to be pushed against each other and held for a minute or two minutes that initial bonding phase or binding phase is really important you can't be putting stress and pulling them away from each other you have to push it against each other and then afterwards bring the kids inside that you bring them together and after the initial bonding phase what's going to happen? they will remain together so this honeymoon phase is really important because it brings two people who don't know each other, hopefully, right? Too well, uh, and not involved in any premarital connections. Bringing them together, it requires some type of special bonding. And this is what we find in the ayah of the Quran. wa-rahma." Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who puts, I usually translate this as my own translation. I usually say, Allah is the one who puts Passionate love in the marriage And then compassionate love Because two words have been used Mawadda and Rahma Mawadda and Rahma So you can understand the first word Mawadda as passionate love That brings them together And then it, it, it matures into a compassionate love So Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is saying After the passing away of that initial excitement phase Which is necessary in Ramadan Or once a person becomes a new Muslim Or once a person enrolls in a class Or a school, Islamic school or whatnot. Now see what's happening after a couple months. If you find yourself following the deen afterwards, فَقَدْ أَفْلَحَ You're successful. وَمَنْ كَانَتْ فَتْرَتُهُ إِلَىٰ غَيْرِ ذَلِكَ And whoever finds themselves following something beyond this deen, going beyond this deen, completely falling into haram, then فَقَدْ ضَلَّ Then indeed that person has been led astray, has been fallen astray. My brothers and sisters, the simple khulasa and the gist of this hadith is, after the passing of Ramadan, let's see where we are. If we are still holding on to the faraid and the obligatory actions and the basic sunan, we touch the Qur'an, we read a quarter a day, we've, by now in two weeks we've read maybe two, three Jews, four Jews, five Jews, Huffad, maybe 15 Jews, alhamdulillah. We're showing up once a day to the masjid. Sisters at home are praying regularly, maybe a little bit not on time, as soon as the time starts, but a little bit later. Alhamdulillah, good, keep it up. But if we find ourselves slipping and falling, and falling below the threshold into haram, listening to things which are forbidden, watching things which are forbidden, talking to people who we shouldn't be speaking to, sitting in gatherings where we shouldn't be, missing our prayers outright, indulging and involving in financial transactions are outright haram, then we know we need to start, you know, taking care of ourselves. And we are now in a very dangerous situation zone. We have the, the, the anti-lock brakes have kicked in airbags are about to be released this is a very dangerous time because we are sliding and slipping Nabi alayhi salatu salam he has been ordered by none other than Allah in the Quran he says remain obedient and remain steadfast O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Kama Umirt the way you've been ordered to Nabi A.S. is being told, but who who is meant besides him? Of course, all of us. وَمَن تَابَ مَعَكَ And whoever turns to Allah in repentance with you, this message is for him and for her that remains steadfast the way you've been asked. Don't worship Allah as though He is the Lord of Ramadan and that's it. Instead, realize that Allah is the Rabb and the Lord of all months. Nabi alayhi salatu Salam mentioned in a hadith. Now let's talk about istiqamah, steadfastness. He said, La A person's iman can never be steadfast. A person's faith and belief can never remain on the right path until the person's heart is on the right path. A person's faith can never be on the right path until a person's heart is on the right path. وَلَا يَسْتَقِيمُ قَلْبُهُ حَتَّى يَسْتَقِيمَ لِسَانُهُ And a person's heart cannot remain on the right path until a person's tongue is on the right path. Faith needs to be correct and steadfast. And it's not going to happen until the heart is on the right path. And the heart will not remain on the right path until a person's tongue is on the right path. وَلَا يَدْخُلُ رَجُلٌ الجنة لَا يأمن جَارُهُ بَوَائِقَهُ and he ended this hadith by saying That person will not be able to enter paradise That person will not be able to enter paradise Whose neighbor is not safe from his harm Neighbor where? The neighbor next door to our residence The neighbor who is sitting next to us in salah The neighbor next to us in, in a class A neighbor next to us in an in a event Whoever is sitting around us or is connected to us in some way, shape, or form, if they are so worried that you will or I will attack their honor, backbite them, break their heart, break their, uh, hurt their feelings, or uh, usurp their wealth, and they're always afraid, you know, they're, putting, they're closing their pockets, putting their wallet, holding on to their wallet, worried, oh my God, this guy is sitting next to me, this person is next to me. Nabi A'ala s.a.w. said, that person can go to enter Jannah. What is that telling us, my brothers and sisters? Istiqamah of Iman comes with istiqamah of the heart. Istiqamah of the heart comes with istiqamah of the tongue. And if this tongue, if we are letting our tongue loose on people, that means we have no istiqamah of the tongue. And if we have no istiqamah of the tongue, we have no istiqamah of the heart. And if we have no istiqamah of the heart, definitely there's no istiqamah of Iman. How many of us thinking along those lines? That if I want to stay set fast after Ramadan, it's not just about prayer. We need to focus on our relationships with people, relationships with family members, relationships with business partners, subhanallah, relationships with all sorts of people to see how is my tongue. Nabi alayhi salatu he mentioned in another hadith as well, رَوِّحُ uh, uh, He said, allow your hearts to relax from time to time. Allow your hearts to relax from time to time. Because when the hearts become bored and tired, they become blind. Meaning, do not overdo and overexert yourself. Then you say, that's it man, this is too much for me. The Walama say, shaitan attacks people from both ways. He takes people to ifrat and he takes people to tafrit. He takes people to overdo and exaggerate in their acts of worship, acts of kindness, acts of you know, sweetness. And then he attacks people by doing much less than they need to and falling short of what they need to. It's called ifrat and tafrit. And the middle is wasat. Middle is the wasata, the middle row. And then one extent is ifrat and tafrit. One side is ifrat, one side is tafrit. Meaning overdoing it or underdoing it and shaitan does not care there scholars say shaitan doesn't care لا يبالي الشيطان بأيهما زيادة أو نقصانا shaytan doesn't care how he gets you down so interesting some he gets them down by making them obviously do less than they have to believe it or not but there's some he brings them down by making them more than they have to because when they do more than they have to they after a while how long does it last very little. Have you seen a light bulb going burning out in your home? What happens? The last few seconds it becomes over bright. Correct? And then you hear the pop, it's gone. <laughs> That's what happens. When a person gives too much. Allah teaches us in the Quran. When you are giving charity and helping people, don't overdo it. "Wala taghlu Yadaka ila wala don't keep your hands to your neck tied up like this meaning don't become stingy and don't open it up too much our deen teaches us everything because you know it's short lived if you are becoming over generous a time will come when you say this is too much so Nabi alayhi sallallahu is teaching us that it's natural from time to time give yourself some relaxation period but the key thing is that when we are relaxing, ensure that we don't fall into haram. We will end with the statement of Umar ibn al-Khattab He said, Beautiful advice. He said, these hearts, they go through ups and downs, phases. These hearts, of yours, the spirituality has phases, ups and downs. When you find yourself in an excited mode and your heart is just turning towards Allah, everything makes you cry, anything makes you emotional, you get that fuzzy feeling from a Jum'ah khutbah. Nabi alayhi sallallahu salam. I mean, rather, Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anh, it says, فَخُذُوهَا بِالنَّوَافِلِ At that time, hit it with nawafil, give extra sadaqah, hit it with an extra four ركع. make qada salah, you know, read an extra juz, Make sure you do extra actions of worship. Be extra nice with people and so forth. But when you find your heart not so inclined, means to turn away. When, your heart, when you find your heart running away from the masjid, Allah forbid, and, and protect us from making it an over long time. You know, short phases happens. But when you find yourself and your heart turning away, you're not so much excited anymore. He says, Make sure you force your heart to at least hold firm to the fard. How beautiful practical advice. That when you are going in a down phase, make sure you do not, your nafs will say, I can't do all of this. Say, okay man, at least you have to do your fard. Now now I feel you can't do but I'm not going to let you go without this. With the child, you have to do bargaining with the child. I don't want to do my homework. I don't want to do this. I don't feel like... Okay, fine. This basic stuff you have to do. This rest of this, you do it tomorrow. Or do it after your break. But this basic homework or this basic chore, you have to do Now, how we speak to the children? We have to speak to our own nafs. And we have to have this dialogue. And eventually, make some bargaining. But make sure you don't give up your faraid when speaking to your nafs. I pray and I beg to Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal that He allows you and I to remain steadfast after the month of Ramadan. And He keeps us connected with His house keeps us connected with this book, keep us connected with gatherings of remembrance of Allah Azza wa Jal. And he saves all of us from at the very least from any and all sorts of haram. Amin Al Bal let us stand.